What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Two John Doe's Podcast with me, Sam. And me, Kevin. And today, we're going to be talking about procrastination, the dreaded word that we all have to deal with at some point. We're going to dive into it and just get deep about procrastination. All right, let's is. do it. Let's so pull let's... up the, the outline real quick, oh, okay, actually. Okay, okay, we made a whole outline. We're... Well, we make a whole outline for every podcast, every pretty podcast. much. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. But let's start off with, um, okay, so let's start off with how how we were back in the past. So, like, how, were we procrastinators in the past? Yeah, easily. You were, Especially okay. during, uh, I want to say, um, first two years of high school, definitely, like, in particular, and some aspects of my freshman year of college. Oh, yeah. okay. Wait, so... You you don't remember anything from like middle school and stuff, or is that just like uh, I don't? Is that not really middle, relevant? I don't I'm really sure think that's, that's relevant because middle schoolers are just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all middle all schoolers. middle schoolers are dumb. Yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Okay. It doesn't. But in high school, so how would you procrastinate in high school? I just wouldn't do anything. I would. I think. I think one of the things I would do when I got home freshman year of high school is I. It was. Uh, it was like I would get <laughs> straight on the computer, and then I drink like three cans of Coke. One to three cans of Coke every day after school. Dang, I mean, I mean, like a lot of freshman year and a lot of like a lot of high school is eluding me now, just because it's not. Yeah, you don't even. It's just like it's it's the past. Sort of, you're done. You you know, like when you're in high school, you don't really remember a lot of elementary or middle school. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sort of like what high school is becoming to me now. Oh. Um. Another example I have from high school was my sophomore year. It wasn't as bad as this on the weekdays, but. But I would get home sometimes, and uh, I would play Terraria for like eight hours, like straight. From <laughs> Dang, home. Kevin. Yeah. And you st- you would do it, and you still had work, like you had to do. You had schoolwork. Yeah, but that was rare. It was more of like a Friday Saturday thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like during the weekday, yeah. Would you do it? Like would you just like wait? To, like <clears throat> did you like wait to the last minute to do all your projects? Or and in, in, pretty in much. I mean, I got away with it too, and I was encouraged. I never really saw a reason to change because I always did well. Yo, I was literally about to say the same thing. Like, yeah, like for me, same same here. I procrastinated a lot in high school and in middle school and like for the majority of my life so far. But I kept doing it because I would always get away with it. It would be fine. Yeah. It would be fine. Yeah, it was stressful in those moments, especially towards like big projects, you know, trying to finish them up. But I always did well, so I didn't really care. Yo. Exact. Okay, in high school, procrastination sort of became like in middle school and elementary school. You're right. Like, I just procrastinated, but that wasn't that was just me just being lazy and dumb. Yeah, that was but just a kid thing. This is a kid thing. But in high school, I sort of made procrastination as like a challenge. Really? Like, like okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, <clears throat> what is the easiest? What is the best way for me to do this with doing the least amount of work? And the answer would always be like procrastination like or if it was like i had like a project do it'd be like how what is the shortest amount of time i think i could do this project and i was like hmm i think a day before let's see if i could do yeah, it a day before okay and i would always test myself i would challenge like it became fun and like okay there were some times that i would procrastinate and like i would get a bad grade but for the majority of the time i would procrastinate i would wait till the last day the day before i'd pull an all-nighter I get an A the next day. And, yeah. But some people aren't as fortunate. Like, some people, like, I feel, okay, this is a theory that I've had. I was thinking about this beforehand. I feel like some people, we all, in the beginning of our lives, procrastinated. We all were procrastinators in yeah. elementary school. But some of us continued because we realized that it, it, it procrastination worked for us. Like, we would procrastinate and we'd still make A's. So we oh. Our mind was like, why would we ever yeah. stop doing this? I was also just really acclimated to doing homework at night. Like, there were times when I would get home from school, oh. and I was like, I have time to do my work right now, but I'm not in the mindset because it's not dark outside, which oh, was a weird thing. What? Yeah, it was a really weird thing. If it wasn't dark outside, then I wasn't going to do any work. And you consider yourself a night owl? More so than a morning owl. Or, or, uh, or what is it called? A morning bird? I feel like it's called whatever. Morning bird. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is, it's called. Was... Whatever those people are called. Yeah. But, and, okay. and a lot of it was just how like 
my schedule was set up with marching band and everything. You get oh. off at like seven o'clock and okay, that does make. And then you get you get sense. home at like seven thirty or seven forty five sometimes, and then you eat a shower. Hopefully, it's like nine or ten yeah, by that it's, point. It's like nine or ten, and you're like, all right, let's crack on. Okay, I got you. It was just sort of even on the weekends, you know. Oh, it's sort of like I'm gonna wait till nighttime. <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah, I would find myself sometimes like coming back from marching band practice at like nine or ten. And after I ate and showered and all that stuff, I would still wait till like midnight to actually start. Like I wouldn't start immediately afterward. Like I would be like, let me give myself like two hours to like two hours to decompress. To decompress. Marching man was stressful today. You know, we had all this stuff we had to do. Let me decompress and watch YouTube videos for two hours and go on it like a YouTube loop. And then once I'm done, then we can start our homework. That was sort of that was sort of my thing. Or did you just start like right afterward? Um, memory. Uh, my junior senior year high school memory serves me better. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna go off into that. Uh, it was usually I would start right after, but that was oh. because I increased the heaviness of my workload, the difficulty of my workload. Uh, junior year, I had that stuff down on lock. You know, I would go through the school day, I would go through practice, I would get home, shower, eat, start homework. No matter, didn't matter if I was done with homework or not by the time midnight hit. By midnight, I was tired. I was ready to go to bed. I went to sleep. I had okay. that stuff on lock for the majority of junior year. Uh, funny enough, I only remember that better than my routine senior year because of like how rigid it was, how consistent it was. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, I don't remember so much like what my routine was after. I want to say it was like some variation of that. Okay. Yeah. So procrastination sort of became a part of your like routine kind of? Or was it like... No, procra- did. Uh, as time went on, procrastination became less of a thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, because, okay, because you developed a routine. Yeah, I developed a routine that I really had to stick to because it didn't matter if I wanted to go to sleep or not. By uh, junior year, by the time, like, 12 o'clock hit, I was going to fall asleep. Oh. So, like I said, what I would do is I would, um, as soon as I got home, you know, eat, shower, eat, do homework until 12, and then fall asleep. Oh. That was pretty much how it went. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you sort of so because like back in middle school you probably didn't have a routine like that. No, and I so don't that, think. Yeah. That gave you leeway room to procrastinate. Yeah. But as you started to develop, develop a routine, huh? Yeah, okay. I think routines like routines help out a lot, but there's only so much of your day th- uh, that's consistent for people to develop a routine. I remember first semester here at UGA, I I procrastinated a ton because. Throughout the entire semester, the entirety of the semester, I did mm-hmm. not have a routine once my classes ended. I didn't. Oh. It was like crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's why first semester felt so long to me. It was just because there was no like familiar routine. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Ooh, okay. I can kind of relate to that too because like once I started developing like a morning routine and like a night routine, procrastination became something that like you really couldn't do that often because like there's nowhere to fit into your schedule yeah. you have this routine but, that's but, like you're that developed yeah but that 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 takes a lot of self discipline because if you're going to stick to a self imposed routine there's no one else making you stick to that other than yourself yeah and like, what what is yourself going to do to yourself you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah exactly not, exactly you're going to oh i'm not allowed to get on the computer for a day that's not happening man yeah yeah, not, yeah you can it's easy to break rules you set up yeah. by yourself but, like, why do you think that you did procrastinate when you were in high school? Like, what was the main reason? Was it just, like, pure laziness, like, back then? Or was it just, like... Yeah, it was definitely, like, laziness. And it was also, like we discussed earlier, just, like, I could easily get the grade I wanted with the less amount of time. Huh. You know, if I waited until the last day or the last few hours, I could get the grade I wanted. It wasn't a big yeah. deal. I remember junior year... I was not free from procrastination junior year. It was oh. just less of a thing. Okay. Um, I remember junior year in uh, AP Lang, there was like this big research paper that we had a month to do. And it, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And I didn't do it until the night before I got a 97. Yeah. Dang. And you did. Okay. This man, he got, you got like a five on the AP. Yeah. Lang. I got a five on the AP. So you were, you were already good at the subject. Like, bro. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So. Yeah, like, when you get that sort of, like, when you procrastinate and then you do good, like, mentally, like, your brain is like, why would I not procrastinate? Yeah, like, I can get the same 
same results with less time. Sure, it might be more stressful at times, but there's no reason, no real reason other than that not to. Okay. Did you, do you work well under pressure or is that, does it just procrastination just what you do? Because I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people would say that. Um, the reason I procrastinate is because I work better under pressure. Was that sort of your thing back then? or um, If I were to say that, I would be lying. Oh, okay. um, I do worse work under pressure. I do a oh, lot of worse that's work. Interesting. Yeah, and I used to say that about myself, and I think that was just sort of a way for me to justify Justif- the like my behavior. Okay, I got you. Uh, in addition to, like, I did fine anyways. But, oh, yeah, okay. no, like... If I have like a huge project, if I were to do a huge project now and I, I'd wait until the last second to do it, I'm not doing well on that project. Yo, in college, things changes. Like, yeah, you can't. I think it, I think it hits everyone at different times. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. But for me personally, I found that like, it was very easy for me, for me to procrastinate in college. Like even for studying for tests. I would pr- procrastinate on that. Like I, w- I would cram study like the night before, and for the most most part, I would do fine. There were sometimes I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, like AP World History, <laughs> AP Gov, those classes. Oh no, jeez, no stuff like like that. AP Gov, AP US History, AP World History. I would go over the notes like literally from twelve to two a.m. day of, and, and you would I would ace that. I was also just oh. I also just like those subjects. I was Okay. I thought <clears throat> I thought those subjects were interesting. I I don't think okay, I think I just wasn't a social studies person. For me it was like I could um like go over my math study guide or my chemistry study guide and easily just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand this. I've done this problem. Boom, boom. Pff, we're done." And I would do good on those things if I procrastinated, but like other subjects I wouldn't. Like AP Lang I I think that's the one of the first classes I tried not to procrastinate on because like I think one of the first things we ever did I procrastinated on and I got like a really low grade and I'm like this is gonna this isn't gonna work so I completely changed but I think it it definitely like okay you're right it definitely does yeah like you you get that point and it hits differently okay so that's like procrastination in school and academics. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I procrastinated on a lot of other, a lot of other stuff. Like I would procrastinate on sleep. Like yeah. Like I would get to. I would lay in bed at 10 p.m. Like like let's just say 10 p.m. But I wouldn't really like decided like affirmably like try to sleep until like 12 a.m. After watching like YouTube. Yeah, videos. I think that can be explained in part by the fact that like people don't want their free time to end and their responsibilities to begin. Ooh. And yeah, that's not an original thought. I read that somewhere a while ago. Okay. Um, but like at night when you're in bed, that's free time, right? That's you should be sleeping. True. Like if you, if you're in bed and you've turned off all the lights, you know, intuitively you should be sleeping, but at the same time there's like everything's away, but you have a phone and Ooh. there's like no reason not. Well, there is a reason not to, but it's free time, just like yeah. pure free time. So people like to use that because if they were to go to sleep, the next time they're conscious, they got to go do something. So people don't like having, at least my oh. assumption is, yeah, people don't like having their free time and their responsibilities to begin. Ooh. Because, because it's not like when you're you're asleep, you have a clear passage of time. You just wake up. That's true. That's I've always not... found that really weird, but. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is kind of weird. But like, okay, yeah, that is. So like okay okay i see what you're saying so like procrastination is sort of like people um avoiding avoiding their future discomfort kind of like they're avoiding like the because like sometimes one of the hardest things for me when it comes to procrastination is just starting yeah i think that's the hardest part yeah and i think it's it's the hardest part because starting is is the hardest like I think starting for like any task yeah. is the hardest part, and so you feel a little bit of discomfort yeah. during those like first couple. And, and, and it's tr- kind of daunting, times. definitely kind of daunting. Um, starting because you're work, you're starting from nothing. You don't have any work yeah. done. Like what once, once you've started something, you've laid some groundwork, and then you walk away. It's much easier to pick it back up after some time because now you're like, oh, now I'm not having to start all over or something oh, like that. Okay, I got you. Okay, yeah, that I kind of, it's just like it's just prioritizing the short term over the long term, essentially. 
I would say prioritizing the long term over the short oh. term. Oh. Because okay. when you procrastinate, you're trading current leisure time. No, you're trading uh, future leisure time or quality of work uh-huh. or whatever you want for current leisure time. You know? Wait. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So maybe, okay, maybe if I reworded it, like you're, pr- you're prioritizing short-term pleasure for longer-term? You're... Wait, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say like you're prioritizing the now, like just consuming con, like you'd rather be comfortable now than, than discomfortable right now. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know how to put that in better words. Like, okay. I see what you're saying though. Okay. 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 So now that we've been discussing, you know, a couple of the reasons why uh, some of like the rule of thumb or intuitive reasons why people yeah. would procrastinate. And our experiences with yeah. procrastination. And our experiences with it. What do you think? Is like, do have you looked up, looked into any like scientific stuff about like brain stuff about yeah. why people procrastinate? I've been looking up some stuff. I've been going on YouTube. I typed in literally. I typed in YouTube procrastination, and I watched the first ten videos that popped up. And oh wow, it, you went in. Dude. I went in. I I talk. I like research a lot. This study is one that fascinated me a lot. So it was by this guy named Dr. P- uh, I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong. Pichel or Pichel or something like that. But um, he did an experiment where he got um, people that were admitted to being procrastinators. Like they like said, I'm a procrastinator. That's like something I do all the time. I'm a procrastinator as long as I know. And then he got people that claim to not be procrastinators, people that work constantly, try to be ahead of the game type of thing. And he put them on brain scans. And these are the three things he told them to think about. The first thing he told them to think about was them in 10 years, what they wanted to be in 10 years. Okay. Okay. Then he uh, um, told them to think about them right now, right now at the current moment, like who they are right now at this present moment, and then he told them to think about a stranger, just like some random person, like conceive a random person in your head. This was so interesting, okay? People who were not procrastinators, when they thought about them 10 years ago, and when they thought about them currently right now... You mean, you mean 10 years in the future? Oh, yeah. 10 years in the future. I'm sorry, thank you. When, he, when they thought about themselves 10 years in the future, and when they thought, of, thought about themselves currently right now similar parts of the brain lit up but when they thought about a stranger a different part of the brain would light up but when they he analyzed he looked at the procrastinator's brain when um uh they thought about themselves right now a certain part of the brain would light up but then when they thought about um themselves 10 years in the future that 10 years in the future looked exactly like the same as if they were thinking of a thinking of a stranger. I like that. That makes a lot of intuitive sense to me yeah. because I think the default reaction for people who think of themselves in 10 years don't really know. They think and this is just like a shot in the dark sort of off the top of my head type of statement, but a lot of people don't realize how much your actions now are going to determine where you are in 10 years. And I can definitely see why procrastinators would think of themselves in 10 years and the same part of the brain of when they think of strangers also lights up when they think of that. You know because what? because yeah. I, like, I think like a procrastinator sort of take on it is like 10 years from now is so long from now, I'll deal with it in 10 years. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what the study... Um, like in, in the conclusion of the study, he, he basically said that not procrastinators have a sort of self continuity that the, the person that they see 10 years from now is them. Like they can, they see themselves becoming that person, but people who are not procrastinators see that person 10 years ago as like 10 years from now, sorry, (laughs) 10 years (laughs) from now as being just some like someone that they can't achieve. And so they don't put in that work to to attain that level because they don't have that self they they don't have that self confidence kind of to 
or the plan to, at least or the plan yeah more okay i would yeah i would say more of like a plan to really get there and that led me to a lot of different studies like there's so much more like um there was a study showing that a lot of procrastinators um people who like are chronic procrastinators um there's a direct there's a high correlation between how much you procrastinate and how low your self esteem is okay and like how how like like self like confident you are about yourself and i was reading this i was uh watching this video by mel robbins she's like a entrepreneur and this like motivational speaker i figured entrepreneurs would be the type of people to talk about this yeah yeah and she okay she was talking about some interesting things she said the people that are most likely to procrastinate are artists engineers and entrepreneurs and phd students like those Those are are the type of yo people you'd think those are the people when you think of an engineer you think of someone that's working constantly on that grind never procrastinating no like she said uh she like does like motivational like speaking and inspirational things like she has like a lot of motion uh, motivational videos on youtube and she 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 says that like she'll get calls about procrastination most from those types of people and a lot of those people are like original thinkers and she was like what the heck like why are these people out of all the people procrastinating and she and uh she found she did a lot of studies and she read a lot of studies and she found that procrastination is a it's it's a stress management technique i agree people use procrastination to relieve to relieve their stress it is a way like it, that if you look at procrastination like that, like that, it makes sense that engineers and PhD students and and artists and yeah. people like that will be procrastinating because they're so busy and they have so much work, they need some way to de-stress. And so yeah, procrastination I, I, is I, I get works. that. I get that a lot because, and, and it's kind of funny because by through the act of procrastinating, you're increasing your stress later on. But yeah. the thing about it, oh yeah, people, probably. I think the thing about people is like. We evolved to deal with imminent threats. Like we, yes. we Ooh. respond. I was about to get into this. We, yeah. we, we, res, we respond well and quickly to immediate threats. But if there's and threats is like a loose uh, for our purposes is very loose yeah, thing. Yeah. A very loose thing. It doesn't mean like your life is threatened or yeah, yeah, inj- yeah. bodily harm is imminent or whatever. It's just something unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like for yeah. for the purposes of this conversation, they're not deal equipped to deal with long term and the more long term you get they're not equipped to deal with long term problems and the more long term you get the less people will react to it like people think about retirement like how are you going to handle retirement that's why a lot of people don't re- invest in their 401k funds because they're going to be like I can't touch this for like another 43 years why would I bother but and that's the problem then you play catch up when, you're, when retirement's on the horizon and then you're kicking yourself in the ass because you're like oh man I should have started investing in my 401k earlier because that stuff compounds and yeah it's like you're not yeah. prioritizing the long term like and i love that you bring up that example of like like humans and like human nature because i i was like going through it in this uh these the, these videos and these articles and this one article brought up a point where our like prehistoric ancestors were never concerned about t- the tomorrow they were always concerned about how am I going to get food for today? How am I going to get water for today? And how am I going to protect myself right now? Yeah. Th- there was no point in, there was no, like, why would you worry about how you're going to get food tomorrow if you can't even get food for today? Yeah. Like, you need to worry about how to get food for today. And so our, back then, thinking in the short term, thinking thinking about the short term and procrastinating on the long term that was beneficial. That would help you survive. Yeah, because but, like, what does it matter what you're doing a week from now if you're not going to make it to through today or to tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Like literally, life or death. Yeah, exactly. Like our ancestors had to worry about they procrastination was like an asset to them. But now, I wouldn't even call it procrastination because with the that was just pure survival. Because the notion of procrastination means you're putting something off until later. You know? Okay, yeah, you're like right. Like putting right. off something important. Not it doesn't necessarily have to be, but usually the important stuff is what causes stress. You're putting off something until later, something you know you need to deal with, something that needs to be done in the future. You okay, know? I 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think how it relates to procrastination is like procrastination when you when you're not procrastinating you're focusing on something for the long term so the goal the deadline for your assignment might be two months from now but if you're not a procrastinator you'll work a little bit on each assignment yeah. but a procrastinator will wait until the day, day before yeah but <clears throat> our ancestors they never had to worry about the long term. yeah and that's why i think a lot of people are a lot, a lot of people are like prone to being procrastinators because yeah. that's just the way it's just in our DNA, it's, bro. Yes, yeah, like hardwired into the brain, and, and it's it's bad now because we don't live in that kind of world anymore. We don't. Everything is about long term yeah, now. Everything is. If about you don't long think term. about the long term now, bro, good luck. Like you know, you have to think long term about careers, long term about your retirement, long term about this, long term about that. Yeah, and and like those immediate sort of demands like food and water easy yeah like that's yeah i don't even think about it until i'm hungry yeah exactly like for most people like yeah short term isn't the priority anymore it's all about how am i gonna succeed and be prosperous in the long term and like that's and it would make it would make sense that a lot of people are procrastinators because the genes like it was passed on through evolution. We've always had to worry about the short term. And now all of a sudden, I would say within these past couple hundreds of years, yeah. we've only had to start worrying about the long and, term. And, and on a historic time scale, like on a you know DNA sort of evolution time scale, that's tiny. That's Bro, not that's not nearly enough time for the brain to rewire itself to think like that. God, like yeah, yo, a couple hundred years isn't even comparable to how long humans have been on this planet. We've been on this planet like for tens of thousands of years, I think. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever. I'm not an expert. Like, but for the only for a couple hundred, have we ever had to worry about that type of stuff? So it's like procrastination. It makes sense why we procrastinate. Yeah, it makes sense why so many people do it. And that, and when I, not that I hear it very often anymore, but when I hear people being like, "Dude, why would you ever procrastinate?" It's sort of like when I hear people say about addiction, like, "Hey, why don't you just stop?" It's really never it's, that easy. It, yeah, a hundred percent. Like you can't just like okay, wait, wait, wait. I think okay. I feel like there are two types of procrastination though. There's procrastination when you have a deadline so like for example i think i see where this is yeah like if you have an assignment due you wait until the last minute but then there is procrastination when there is no deadline like for example your health there's no deadline for you to get fit like there's no there's no like you have to make the deadline and so if but there's no like set deadline like in school and so the uh, procrastination when with a deadline, at some point you're gonna get the work done. You're just gonna procrastinate on it. Yeah. But with no deadline, or not, or you don't get the work done, and the deadline passes, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And you don't have, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. But with certain things like your career, health, stuff that doesn't really have a fixed deadline, even like certain hobbies you're into, certain hobbies, you could procrastinate on that forever, essentially. Like never having you just you could technically just keep procrastinating, and procrastinating, and I think that's the procrastination that's like the hardest to deal with. Yeah, because it goes back to earlier in our conversation where we're like talking about self-imposed deadlines or yeah. self-imposed routines. There aren't really any right now consequences, like immediate consequences, if you don't meet that self-imposed deadline, because yeah. no one's enforcing it, so there's no penalty. Yeah, and like. You easily could argue, and I would argue that there are, for example, um, consequences to not taking care of your health throughout your life, but uh-huh. those are never immediate. No, no. So it's and, always long term. Yeah, yeah. So you know, even then, you're not defaultly you're not default hardwired to think in that sort of long term mindset. So yeah, like I think a lot you can get away with really easily deadline procrastination. But when it comes with a long-term procrastination, I feel like that's – or the, the procrastination without deadlines, I feel like that's when people can start getting, like, depressed and, like, ang- like anxious because yeah. it's just, like – that takes time. Like, procrastination, like it, – it's, like, sort of like a um, emotional, like, you aren't ready to, like – for a lot – okay, so, for example, in my experience, when it came to my health – one of the biggest reasons I procrastinated on my house for the longest time was because I was just like, yeah, I don't want to have to eat healthy. Like I would always like, 
procrastination makes you rationalize your bad behaviors. Like agreed. I would I found so often that I would like rationalize not eating healthy. I'd be like, oh band practice, you know, I work I burn probably a thousand calories. So I'll eat a I'll eat it like a piece of cake. Like I would figure out ways in my head to procrastinate on things and I would rationalize them, but deep down, like I knew I shouldn't be doing Yeah, it. that's sort of like the same thing with me not doing my homework until night back in high school. Yeah. It was like even though that's especially on the weekends, like I could have just as easily started at any time in the day. It was me thinking, Oh, it's not nighttime yet. I'm not gonna do it right now. Exactly. Like you would, you would rationalize it in your head, and mm-hmm. it's like that 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 could be bad in the long term. Definitely, if yeah. you keep rationalizing bad behaviors, how can you ever get rid of them? How yeah. can you ever stop doing them? So when you get to like the age of your retirement, and you realize you have no retirement funds, or get you get to the age where the the effects of your your health habits and your ex- eating habits and your exercising habits start to take a toll on your body then you look back and you're like oh damn i should have actually done something about it the key is to actually do something about it now before then like you don't realize that's been happening until and you hear about this all the time you hear like older wiser people saying this to the younger people but the younger people don't have that experience like they'll hear it they know it it makes sense but it's just like just like you don't you it's like so far away why would i think about but it Time flies by so fast. Like, okay, I've been watching a lot of, um, like, entrepreneurial videos. I've been getting into that a lot lately. And every one of them is saying, like, I was watching a video by Steve Harvey, for example. And he was like, he, he uh, in one in one part of the video, he was like, if I had just utilized my 20s wisely, I would have been 10 times more successful than I am now. Like... My 20s, I goofed off. I was like, I have plenty of time. And then he said, once I turned 30 and I realized I've accomplished nothing, he was like, oh, crap. I just wasted that 10 years procrastinating on something I could have done when he was 20. And I'm like, oh, I'm about, I'm about, to, turn, I'm about to turn 20 this summer. It's like, oh, man. It's like yes, all this stress. But at the same time, I'm like, 10 years, 30, that's a long time. Like. I have plenty of time. What am I? What am I worrying yeah, about? Yeah. But at the same time, all these people, all these wiser people, are telling me like, twenties. You got to make sure you're doing stuff on your. 20s. I hear that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. your twenties are just like so important, and I'm like, ah, it's like stressful, and like I feel like because it's so stressful, sometimes I'll procrastinate to relieve that stress, but then I know that when I'm procrastinating, you're increasing. It's like whatever this, stress you'd have later on. Yes, it's like a very vicious. It's cycle. It's this vicious cycle. That's why that type of procrastination. Whew, if you if you don't, it's hard to handle. But if you don't handle it, and get it yeah. get it straight. Okay, so I think we've been talking a lot about the bad bad aspects of procrastination. But I feel like there is a is a good aspect to procrastination. All right, I think that I think let's get to. I want to talk about this point really quick. So, like for example, um, so procrastination is basically just putting something off. Putting something off that you could be doing now. And I feel like... I feel like procrastination, like, when it comes to your career, a lot of people don't know what they want to do. Don't want to... They don't know what they want to do with their career. And so I feel like that time, you know, especially after high school when you're, like, searching for your passion, searching for... Looking for those opportunities... That's sort of like a form of procrastination, is it? Because you're delaying that option of just getting a job and going into the workforce, and you're taking that time that yeah. you could be making money and actually like exploring and seeing your opportunities. I, I wouldn't call that procrastination. I would call that opportunity cost, like choices okay. and opportunity cost, because you. I would definitely not advise going into a field that you're not passionate about, so so keen on. Yeah. But I wouldn't call it procrastinating unless you are not actively searching for what you want to do. And if you're just like, what I want to do will just come to me, which it does sometimes. Yeah. That's when I would call it procrastination. So wait, are are we we sort of concluding that procrastination is like a bad thing overall? Personally, yeah, I would. You would say that? Personally, I would say there is really no good parts to procrastinating. Okay. 
I I would sort of say like def if you're procrastinating like long term goals, yes, I definitely think that there's no good that can come out of that. But if you're if you were like us in high school and you were like procrastinating on deadlines and stuff, and it's working for you, I mean it's not the worst thing in the world if it works for you. I'm not if gonna it, if it works for you then. I, I'm I not, don't. I'm not gonna stop you. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna get all in your hair about yeah, it. I don't care. That's you, dude. Yeah. But, but if it's for like long term goals that don't really have a deadline, I'm gonna be yeah. like, bro. Because what, how I see pro- procrastination is you are trading stuff you could be doing now to do nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It could be, I mean, some could say you're cleaning your room, which is productive, but you know. We all know why you're cleaning your room. Because I used to procrastinate by cleaning my room. You know, I just didn't want to do the homework. So. That's true. Yeah. Some. Yeah. yeah. You'll sometimes do other things yeah. to procrastinate on the which real I would, thing that you have. To which do. I would call like productive procrastinating, which Ooh. is sort of like an oxymoron, but pure procrastination in which you know you put off you just that. Just go on YouTube. Yeah. Exactly what I was about Instagram. to say. Yeah. If you just get on your phone or get on YouTube or whatever, that's not really doing anything for you. Instead of doing that assignment, do that Friday that you could be doing right now. Yeah. That's that's, pu- that's not good. That's There's not nothing good. good about that. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's get into like the solutions because I feel like a lot of people. A lot of I feel like a lot of people if they're in high school right now are probably like suffering with not suffering. I don't think it's not like a ailment, but like. They're probably going through procrastination right now. So, Kevin, how did you sort of get through procrastination? Like, what what motivated you or reduced your procrastination? Becoming more future-oriented. And it doesn't even have to be, like, years ahead. It can just be, like, the next day. Because what you can do tomorrow is determined by what you get done today. Ooh! Yeah. That's a quote! We're going to put that on a t-shirt. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but... So I'm thinking, like, if I want to just chill tomorrow, well, I could either chill right now and just be stressed out tomorrow and have one less day to get all my stuff done, yeah. or I can get it all done right now and then chill tomorrow, Ooh. or I have a lot of work due this these next two days. Let me do a lot of it today so I have a more even workload following tomorrow, uh, following today, you know? Okay. Um, I got and, you. and it's also just thinking, like... Yes, it's stressful right now to a degree, but it'll be more stressful as the deadline gets closer and work gets harder as you keep going into school and it's harder to procrastinate. Like I never procrastinate studying tests anymore. Oh, never. I tried it. Like I've told you before off, off, offline. Uh Um, I try studying for tests a week in advance. Yes. And that's, that's not because I always study every single day of that week up until that test, but if something else comes up, I have leg room to put off put off studying another day. You smart and and like dealing with whatever I need to do. But the key is to have that self discipline to be able to follow through on it and study the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kevin, that was exactly what I was going to say. Like literally, the one tip, like the one thing that I did was. I found a goal that was bigger than myself that I was dedicated to. Like, I found a goal, like, like I thought about the long term. Like, back in high school, I was never thinking about the long term. Back in back high in, school, you were busting it to the dance, man. Yo, yo bruh, I was listening. I wasn't, I wasn't even, I was a carefree kid. I did not care about anything. And it wasn't until I started, fo- and I would procrastinate all the time. But it wasn't until I started focusing on the long term, and I found there was a goal that I really wanted to achieve in the long term. Then I was like, I want to work towards that. That's a goal that I'm passionate about. I want to work towards that. And you then realize that, that like procrastination sort of, when you have a goal in mind, like a bigger goal that's above you that you want to achieve that you're dedicated about procrastination sort of goes away because you're, passionate about something and yeah. you're working towards something i would even say like there were projects in high school that i were that i was a part of that even when i was a big procrastinator i would never like put off because i like doing it okay like i used to be in a band you remember yeah, 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 I, w- yeah. I would always jump at the opportunity to like practice my guitar oh, or yeah, practice with my bandmates yeah you know even though i was on the whole generally a massive procrastinator <laughs> but uh my my thing is like i am not like it's easy to not procrastinate on things you're impassioned about. It's easy to procrastinate on things you just don't care about or don't see much value in. Oh, I agree um, with that 100%. Like, I personally see a lot of value in schoolwork, especially in some of my classes I'm in now. 
but that doesn't mean I'm passionate about them. Some doesn't mean I'm passionate about all of them. Yeah. But I see the value in it. Uh huh. And I see the value in not putting it off and getting the full amount of what the assignments are supposed to teach me, and like the value of not being stressed out all the time. And yeah. I stopped procrastinating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say like it's a hundred percent effective. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. there's always human nature at play in there. Right. But yeah. you know, if I were my old self, uh huh, I would have not done my work before this podcast. Oh. Yeah. yeah I would have waited until after because I got all my homework done before this just because I had the time to, and I was like, I don't want to go back, back home and like have to and deal with it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm not about it. Huh. But now that you're self-improved Kevin, you were yeah. like, I'm going to do this beforehand. Yeah. Oh. I was like, there's no reason not to. The only thing, other thing I'd be doing is watching YouTube. I did yeah. plenty of that before this, but <laughs> I also like, I also put the pause, but hit the pause button. It was like, all right, let me crack these out. If okay. I have, if I have time to watch YouTube after it, I'll watch some more. But if it's time to go, and, I'm and that's something that you, your past self could not have done. No. And or a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to just like looking in, looking into like what the consequences are and being really self-disciplined. So your discipline has improved a lot. That's a good I would say my discipline has improved exponentially. Yeah. There we go. Even this semester alone. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I definitely, I agree with everything you just said, Kevin. And I would add one, even one more thing. I would, I I think a big tip, if you want to solve your procrastination problem is forgiving yourself because you got to understand that, that reminds me of what I was going to say. Keep going. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. I honestly think like, I think there is no way that you can like, it's impossible. Like everyone is going to procrastinate at some point in their life. Like it's impossible not, to, I feel like it's impossible not to procrastinate. I would say so. Yeah. I would it's agree. impossible not to procrastinate. Everyone will procrastinate on something. And so forgiving yourself and saying, Hey, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Like, I'm not going to do everything at the exact moment when I should be doing them. Forgiving I don't think really yourself, anyone does. Anyone, no one, not even the most successful people have done that. Like, it's, I don't, I think it's impossible. And so forgiving yourself and saying, okay, I made a mistake. I, I should have been doing work. That's my fault. But I forgive myself and now the next time and, and move on from that. I feel like that is such a, like a key to growing as a person. Like, in any aspect of life, like, if you make a mistake, just forgive yourself, bro. Like, forgive yourself and move forward. And I yeah. feel like you learn so much. Yeah, so that reminded me of what I was oh, going to yeah, say yeah. earlier, which was a lot of people, when they get to those ages, when when you get to the long-term ages of, uh, of uh, like, when you're starting to see the consequences of not paying attention to, like, your career, your retirement, your, your health or whatever, Yeah, people will recognize it when they get to that age and think, well, why bother starting now? That's probably the worst thing you can do. Yes, yeah. it would have been ideal if you started however many years ago it was. It would have been better. Yeah. But it's the worst thing you can do is to do nothing. Yeah. You know? Like say say like you're 40 and you realize you're retiring in two and a half decades and you're like, oh shit, I need to start, re- I, I should start funding my retirement actually better better one like your health when you're 45 yeah. and your health is starting to not Decline be as slowly, as, yeah. as great as it was in your 20s and, yeah. you, and you think oh man i really should have been working out all these years but why would i bother starting now no. i'm already in this no worst thing best thing you can do is next opportunity even the next even that same day if possible start working out you yeah. don't really need to know what you're doing knowledge will come with experience yeah but you don't really need to know what you're doing just start that habit of st- of doing it exactly like okay this is the biggest thing that i've learned so far in my life and i think so far um and i think this can apply to this is that you have the potential to become anything you want to in life like you have the potential the problem for most people is that they don't believe in themselves and they don't think they can ever reach there and so they're like why would i even try like there's no reason i i'm not gonna be the next beyonce like she's beyonce like how can i be the queen like you can't be the queen you just gotta put in that work yo yeah you can do it it's just there is work that that comes with it and you just gotta you gotta understand that you can do anything that you want to if you make a mistake you gotta forgive yourself and 
You just got to get started, man. Like the hardest part is just getting started. And what I found a lot of the times is that once you can do like one, like just do it for five minutes, whatever it is. Like if it's an assignment and you need to start it now, just do five minutes of it. And once you've started, it'll get, it'll pick up. It gets a lot easier. Like there's this technique out there called the Pomodoro technique. I don't know if you heard of it. I might have. It sounds familiar. It's like, it's just basically, um, you work for 20 minutes, take a five minute break, work for 20 minutes, yes, five I've minute break. Yes, I've heard of this, yeah. People, like most people who do it will work for 20 minutes, take a five minute break, work for 20 minutes, but then just keep working. Because the Pomodoro technique, all it is trying to do is to help you get started. And then after that, you just most people just continue working. They don't yeah. take five minute breaks. I think it's related to like um, it's this experiment I heard of a long time ago. Yeah. Most of the details which elude me, but like they give like the participants a challenge, like solve this puzzle in five minutes, uh-huh. and then some contestants, some participants would not just would be like on the cusp of solving it when their five minutes were up and they were told like hey your five minutes are up you can stop if you want but they'd keep going anyway because they were so close to finishing like why not you know yeah it's literally i think it's that same sort of uh yeah it's kind of that same like initially the problem seems super hard and you're like there's no way i can start it and so you sort of put it off but once you sort of get that momentum going for most people you don't want to stop. Like, yeah. You just want to keep going. That's, that's the same sort of attitude I had back when I was in high school with some higher rigor classes. Is If I didn't know how to do a math problem or if I didn't know how to start an essay, I would just write something. It didn't even have to make sense. Yo. It didn't even have to make sense. I would Bruh. just start. Holy and then slowly yes. over time, I would start figuring it out. Yo, we... um. Uh, we have a friend that's a writer. He's like a lit major, Justin. Oh yeah, I remember Justin. He told he told me that one of the biggest like like even if you have no idea of what you want to write, just start writing something. It could be the worst crap ever. Like it could not make any sense. Just start writing stuff. Like if you have an idea, let's say you like you want to write a book and you have a general idea of how you want to start, but you don't really know, just start writing stuff down. Yeah, and the whole ideas purpose are starting to go, starting to flow. The know? whole purpose of just writing whatever is just to get the boots on the ground, so you start moving. That's that's it. Exactly, and so like that's the same thing with procrastination. You know, like if you are procrastinating, just try to do not even five minutes. Just try to do a minute of it, and you're gonna realize like once you've started, you're gonna be you're gonna yeah. have that momentum, and you're gonna keep going. So, yeah. and to end it all off, hey guys. If you're procrastinating out there, just realize whatever your goal, find that goal. You're a piece of crap and yeah. we hate you. If you if you are a lazy piece of shit right now, <laughs> sitting and watching YouTube, I'm just kidding. You're worthless. You're, there's nothing you can do. But uh, no, yeah. we're, we're lying. That's like the whole. It's really contrary to the whole like idea of this episode. What if we just ended there? We just cut off the podcast. That'd be great. That'd be funny. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, you have the potential to do whatever you want to do in life, and if you are procrastinating right now and you want to stop, especially when it comes to long-term goals, figure out what that long-term goal is and just start small. Break it up into chunks. Start off small and continue growing and to continue growing and forgive yourself if you make a mistake. And just, it's a, it's a, it's a, you got to be patient. You can't expect it to happen in one night. Yeah. Just be patient. Have a goal in mind. Um... Yeah, yeah. And, and for the smaller term procrastination stuff, if we're not talking about like big life changing yeah, stuff, yeah. because I feel like a lot of procrastination also falls into just not doing an assignment yeah, when you I mean, should be doing it. Yeah. Trust me, it's better to just start now. <laughs> it's just, better to just, start. It, you'll thank yourself. Yeah, it'll be hard to, to get into that habit. Habits take a while to develop. I know it did for me. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It, and really, if, just just start. And if, if worse comes to worse, just like delete Instagram and YouTube and block it from your computer and remove all distractions. And Yeah, worst comes to worst, you're still a procrastinator. I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's your problem, man. <laughs> that's your problem. You, you can do it. Do your best. Believe in yourself. Piece of crap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. 
So after that riveting conversation about procrastination and all the things about procrastination, we are going to get into deep in the feed. And this time it is Kevin's turn. Before we start, if you guys don't know what deep in the feed is, it's basically a segment of the show, a segment of the podcast where... Uh, one of us just scrolls through our social media feeds and picked a topic, any, you know, news, something, some any topic, and we just talk about it. And so one of us will do this so the other person doesn't know. So Kevin, he found something on his social media feeds, and I have no idea. So we're just yeah. going to talk about it. Name of the game. See what happens. So Kevin, lay it on me. What okay, so got? have you heard the, about the pretty recent hashtag surviving Cardi B? <gasps> Yo, I found out about this yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who, okay. I'm not going to be talking about what you think I'm going to be talking oh. about. Sorry. Uh, surviving Cardi B is a segue into it. All right. Okay. So basically, for those of you not in the know, Surviving Cardi B was is like a pretty new trending hashtag in which uh, people are criticizing Cardi B. I think rightfully so, because back when she wasn't famous and she was doing all what she was doing, she used to... Uh, Take men back to a hotel room, mm-hmm. you know, with Drug. the presumption that they were going to have sex. Yeah. And then she would drug them and, and then them. she would rob them. Yeah. And that's pretty messed up. Yeah. That's when I heard about, when I heard up. that, I was like, what the, what, like, it's very messed holy up. Holy crap. That's yeah. crazy. And I really do hope there is some sort of consequence to that, but okay. I think there's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I did read her personal statement today that she posted on her Twitter because I found out today about surviving Cardi B and I was oh. like, that's a pretty big thing. It would be probably bad if she didn't say anything about it. So I checked her Twitter for a statement and she did have a statement. Oh, she did? Okay. Yes. I don't know about the statement actually. I just know about the surviving Cardi B. It was thing. terrible. Terrible statement. <gasps> um, so I... Could you give me, like, what did she say, like, a gist? Um, like, the gist of it was she's not proud of it. She never advocated it in her songs. She did what she had to do. But here's the thing, she never apologized, and most of what she said I construed as justification, or her trying to shift blame away and make it seem not as bad. Okay. And you see this a lot, and this is not just a Cardi B thing, you see this a lot with politicians, oh, yeah. and you see this a lot with famous people, which is yeah. really what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. So, you know... And there's, there's a YouTube video I watched, like, The Art of Not Apologizing. And it it basically ticked off all the boxes. Her statement basically ticked off all the boxes about this. So I don't remember the video exactly. I've watched it. It was a good few months ago when I watched it. But basically the gist of her statement, A, never apologized. B, made her seem less of a bad guy. And C, there was attempt at justifying it. A, was pretty straightforward. There was no I'm sorry or I apologize. Okay. Straight. Uh, two, the B was um, making her seem like a better person, like not as bad as she was for doing it. Uh, she said that she never glamorized it in her music. That's trying to make her seem better. Okay, yeah. She said, um, you know, she's not proud of it. She's trying to make herself seem better and, and, and stuff like that and, and see what is um, justifying it. She says she did what she had to do. And I understand people doing what they have to do, but if you're doing it at the expense like if you have to take people if you're taking advantage of people's trust and then drugging them and then robbing them while they're unconscious <laughs> that's just really wrong that's really messed and up i'm i'm gonna even say this like she did not have to do that like like i don't care if you're i mean this might seem mean but like just because i understand you don't have a lot of money and you, you're at, at rough times. I, that that's hard for anyone. I, I understand. Like, you know, you you need to get food. You need to get your basic needs. But that does not justify you doing that to people. Like yeah. taking advantage of people like that. Like, it's just not good. That's that's crazy. But um, yeah, a lot of politicians, a lot of famous people do this. They will do something terrible, and then they'll make a statement about it. And I'm never satisfied with it. Ever. That is very true. Hardly anybody. T- takes response hardly anybody takes responsibility for it and just straight yes. up just says i'm sorry that i did that it was wrong that is very true because like no one ever does i remember that. when uh you remember like when logan paul did like the suicide forest, forest thing? thing yeah in his in his i read his thing on twitter like his statement that he made and pff, he 
he didn't really apologize either. He was just sort of saying, we've all made mistakes in our past that we regret, but I still get viewed. Like, he said something about, like, That's I get bad. viewed. <laughs> That's I'm like, so bad. You do- why are you mentioning that? Like, and it, that is very... That is very interesting. It's a like, big issue. Why don't they just say, I was wrong. I made a mistake. I apologize. Like, I'm sorry for what I did. Yeah. You don't very interesting. You don't necessarily need to give me this whole long-ass diatribe about right. how, like, what you did was justified. Like, they'll never say it outright because then that looks – that's just obviously bad. But – you know, I, I don't need this long ass diatribe about like why you did what you did and like the, we've all made mistakes. Well, fucking duh. Yeah, yeah. We, we've all made like we all know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't need to remind me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know I did it. I've, yeah, I've, I've repented. I hope, but you know, <laughs> like this is not about me. This is not about. It's not about me. This is not about how you are now. This is not about anything else good that you've done for other people. It's about what you did. Yeah, it's about what you did and how exactly. you're gonna what you're gonna do about it now. And okay, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. But then, uh, this is where my so when I first heard that story, I was like Cardi B. I thought like I always had this pick when I first you know when Cardi B uh, Bodak Yellow came out and I started to you know realize who Cardi B was. I'm like, dang, she is a boss ass bitch, and she's yeah, like, she was she's she's yeah. killing the game. I I, love I, her. I thought she, I was like, she can do no wrong. She's just killing it. She's funny. I love her. She is awesome. Yeah, I liked Cardi B. I, Car- I liked Cardi. I like I even like her songs, man. But oh, after bro. I heard after I heard that, I was like, Jesus Christ. Do you hate her now? Do you I not like her? You canceled her? I don't think. See, I think the biggest mistake people make is just dividing people into good and bad. And people okay. have heard this before. There is yeah. no good person. There is no bad person. We've all done bad things, but we've yeah. also all done good things. Yeah. Um, I think I don't like her as much now. Oh. I don't. And I, I especially don't like her. I especially like her less after her statement. And I'm not oh. trying to target Cardi B out of everyone here. Uh, out of everyone who's There's done so something wrong, there are so many artists who have done terrible things. Just like really quick, like R. Kelly, Michael, Michael Jackson. That yeah. just happened. XXX Tentacion. Oh, after was, he died, so many bad. things happened. That was pretty bad. Like, I'm not here to like cancel anybody. Yeah, I'm not here to that's s- the single. Yeah, that's the culture, isn't <laughs> it? But I'm not here to single anyone out. Yeah. I just want to point out that a lot of these statements that people make after seriously bad things about them and their past come out, they never really address it properly. And I think that's a huge problem because a lot of people look up to Cardi B. A lot of people look up to these big, larger-than-life figures. And then when you see them responding to stuff like that in that way, consciously or unconsciously, people are going to imitate that, you know? What? Wait. why though that now i'm just asking like why don't they just apologize like what is the reason i don't know why i would definitely recommend i'll I'll forward you the link yeah uh i'm sure most people can just find it by looking on youtube like the art of the non-apology or the art of not apologizing that's interesting yeah i think the thumbnail is actually of thanos (laughs) yeah let me actually look it up real quick so i can make sure i love smartphones i can just do this (laughs) (laughs) no okay Okay, so the video is called The Art of the Non-Apology by Coffee Break. It has Ooh. pictures of Caitlyn Jenner, what looks like Hillary Clinton. No, probably not. Donald Trump with a small face. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Bill Clinton, it seems. Oh. So The Art of the Non-Apology by Coffee Break. It's about 11 minutes long, and the thumbnail has all these famous figures on it and a banner that says when you don't want to apologize. Great video. Wow, and that's yeah. sort of like what is that video like? Is explained. To- it explains. It, it pretty much analyzes everything I've said, but in much greater detail, okay. and explains it in a very nice way. Okay, wait. So okay, do, okay. In your opinion, Kevin, do you? Well, th- this is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking. Like right now, like when I first heard of it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is horrible." But then I started like, "What's?" What's gonna happen? Like, Probably. can she be? Wait, can she go to court for this? Can no, she... because this was this was a while ago. This was, I think, way before she was famous. So the what, so there's nothing. Yeah, I, there's a term. There's a legal term for it. But but at this I point, she can't be tried for it. She can't be tried. Yeah. Okay. So then, 
what could happen? Like, it well, is nothing can happen after this. Like, will yeah, probably. I mean, nothing other than like fan backlash and public bash backlash and maybe probably declining sales or whatever. So it's probably. most likely gonna be like, imi- like her image is gonna go yeah, down. Yeah, image reputation. reputation. But I think in the long term, really, nothing's gonna happen. This is where I get conflicted because it's like she st- she makes bomb ass music. Yeah, and I, lo- I agree. Th- okay, this is a good segue into in, into a in a, a moral conflict that I have been I have been like I don't even know. So, and it really started to happen once this Michael Jackson stuff started to come up. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this that right stuff now. is really controversial though. Yo. We we could make a whole episode on just that just that documentary if you watched it, um, but I loved I love some of Mac, Michael Jackson he's legendary I have, I would listen to his songs all the time, but once this um, documentary came out, I it, it's been so hard for me to separate the artist from their music yeah and but and like every time i listen to michael jackson is this will be like oh dang it's thrillers playing smooth criminal but then i'm like oh but now i know who this guy really yeah. is okay i just want to say I real quick i don't know how to do that i just want to say real quick i haven't watched the documentary but i've heard there has been a lot of issues with the testimonies from some of those people oh yeah so i'm not so uh, as quick to jump the gun on michael jackson okay okay yeah. let's move okay R. Kelly for man. yeah that what R. he did Ke- yeah there's nothing there's nothing, there's nothing around that okay but like I, okay I 100 percent agree R. Kelly's a horrible person he did disgusting vile things he should go to jail for them but his some of his music bruh his voice is incredible like we can't no one can deny that his voice is amazing like yeah I'm not saying he's a good person but his voice is amazing and so sometimes I listen to his songs and I'm like this song is so good but I don't know if I can listen to it anymore. Yeah. knowing that and so do you have that problem like the, yes can you separate the artist from the music or is it just they're connected they're like one thing i i have a hard time separating the artist from the music Ooh. uh it, i don't want to listen to cardi b anymore are you serious yeah no. i just don't want to listen to it anymore Bodeguilla, especially because it's so fresh i like it yeah Vifinesse. i like it. it's a freaking great song <laughs> don't get that me wrong the song in the summer dude yeah, you can't let that's that bass finesse the remix. Yes, yeah, she she has some good freaking songs, man. But I just can't bring oh, myself. I can't is, bring myself to listen to them anymore. This is where I have the struggle because they have. She has good music, but and this is okay. This is this is where I, I sort of I can I found a solution. Not a solution, but like Michael Jackson, he's he's dead. And so, if I listen to his music, I'm not supporting him anymore. But if I listen to R. Kelly now, I'm technically supporting him because he's still alive. So yeah, any any views he uh, listens, he gets to of the songs will go to him. Yeah, here's and the so thing. So I'm technically supporting yeah. him in that way. Here's the thing. But does that mean um, I support his actions? No. I don't find any fault in anyone choosing to listen to someone's music okay especially even after something controversial has come out there's a lot of different stances someone can take on this issue my personal stance is i won't okay so yeah you so you won't listen if if okay where what what is the line though for you like what is the line that they have to cross in order to be like i can't listen to you anymore um, is it just, it have to be like vile acts? Like I don't know because things? this is this isn't something I've had a lot of experience in. Because when you're a kid, you just sort of listen to whatever. That's true. It doesn't yeah, matter who really it care. is. Um, but now that I'm older and I have like this greater awareness of what's going on, yeah, and how everything works, it's sort of like and we'll just have to mm-hmm. see. I would I would definitely keep listening to Cardi's music if her statement wasn't such dog shit. Oh, so it's her statement. Yeah, it's what she did, definitely, but also her statement. If she made like a genuine heartfelt okay. apology and maybe even went as far to try to find the victims that she that she, people okay. who are victims of her, if she did that, her, then I would then I would, I would be like, her. I get it. Her. Yeah, what you did, what you did, you did what you did. Yeah, it was, uh, it was making, horrible. You're doing your best to make your amends. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. forgive you. Yeah, if she did that, I would totally forgive. Yeah, her. I would be, be like, like, yeah, let's bump it. Let's because... go bump some Cardi B right now. But she <laughs> yeah. didn't. She made such a shit statement, uh, okay. and that makes it all the worse. Oh dang. Okay, dang, it's so hard. 
It's so hard for me to do that, man. Like, oh, like, okay, this is another artist, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. You know him? Bruh. He, I, his music turns me up. Like, I'm not even joking. If his music starts playing, I start speeding so fast on the highway when his music playing. If I'm in the gym and Lil Uzi comes on, I run 10 times faster. His music pumps me up. But then I heard that he's a Satanist and he like worships the devil and like in one of his concerts he was like if any of you listen to my music i'll see you in hell and like, that's a little weird and the moment i heard that i'm like i don't know if i can listen to it i'll i'll it's just like ah, i personally don't draw an issue with that if he I, wants to worship the devil feel free man yeah just like i think it's more because like i i grew up in a really religious household yeah. and so like for me it's like this mental thing but it's like this is the struggle I'm dealing with. Is just like, if I listen to them, I'm not supporting their actions, right? Is it bad? That is an argument. I'm not supporting. I'm what not they arguing did. it either way. I'm just saying that is definitely an arguable point. <sighs> Man, but that, yeah, that is just one thing that I've just. It is surviving Cardi B, and you know what? This is this is another thing. It's just like people change. Like I, you know the Kevin Hart scandal, yeah, with the Oscars and all that stuff, like. Those okay, think about it. Like when I first heard that, those tweets from Kevin Hart were taken almost ten years ago. Kevin Hart has posted over thousands and thousands of tweets. That means that person who found those tweets had to go so they had far an agenda. Back. They yes, they had an agenda, and it's like people change. Like I'm, yeah, I I am so sure that. I, I hope, I hope that Cardi B is not that same person. I I, yeah. I strongly believe that she's not. She's definitely had to have changed in but those I would, three years. I would have an easier time with it if her statement, it's just her statement. It's man. just it's her just statement bad. that was bad. It's just bad. And it wow. doesn't seem bad. But once you actually start thinking, that's why it has so many likes. As Like when I looked at it, it had like over 70,000 likes, definitely more now. Wow. But when you actually start like digging into it a little bit, you kind of realize, oh, she never said sorry. Oh, she tried to make it look less bad. Oh, she tried to justify it. Oh, that's bad. That's not okay. good. That's even worse. Okay. But yeah. Man, I don't want to get too political, but like, not not political, but like, I don't want to get too controversial, but like, do you think if this was a male artist, it'd be different? It'd be a lot worse for the male artist. 100%, I think so. Yeah. <sighs> there is definitely some sort of, I think it's diminishing. Yeah. But still there. And there are a bunch of double standards that go both ways. You yeah. Know, there's... Yeah, but without getting too into it, yes, I do think if this were a male artist and something like that came out, like used to drug women, drug women and, and then rob them, that'd be a lot worse for that guy. Dang, man. We need Whoa. to find a more lighthearted, um, uh, <laughs> yes. deep in the feed subject. All of our deep in the feeds have been so <laughs> sad or like just like not. Okay, you know what? Next, okay, we. I will guarantee you this. I'll make a promise now on the podcast so I don't forget. The next deep in the feed, I will try to find, since it's my turn, I will try to find a happier subject. But this was good. This was a good, I think this was, I didn't know that she made a statement, so this was really good. I, yeah, it's such a shitty one, too. Man. That, well, yeah. well, that was this week's deep in the feed, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoyed this episode about procrastination. Um, I'll try to post this maybe, I'll try to, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll procrastinate, you know. I'll do it tomorrow. Sam, <laughs> you kidding? I'm kidding. Yeah, it's yeah. like it is like eight, it eighteen is eight, or it something. Is like, like, but yeah. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this podcast. Don't procrastinate, and um, yeah, this is the end. Here we go. This has been Sam, and this has been Kevin, and, and we're, we're just two John Doe's <laughs> marching the books, baby. You poo poo poo. No, marching the books. <laughs> <laughs>